Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We, I'm beginning to wonder if there is some sort of relational issue. Um, we have Josh Bales back with us in the studio today, so it's good to have Josh back. Um, There's I, definitely a relational issue. But unfortunately, that means now Phil is gone, and so I'm beginning to think that maybe this youngster has, has insulted like game, the older guy. It's like that game where you you know, you know smash a peg into the hole and then the other one pops up. Like <clears throat> We both can't be in the room at the same time. <laughs> So we had been working through some questions just on pastoral ministry that um, hopefully in a a way that will help our listeners get to know us a little bit more on a personal level. Um, We're lifting the veil. (laughs) Man, do I want Phil back. Can Phil come back to the studio? Um, And some of the things that we talked about in the last couple shows – Josh didn't have an opportunity to answer, and so we're just going to step back just slightly this morning and just pause and just let Josh answer one of those questions that we answered in the last couple shows, and that is specifically, um, how did you end up in pastoral ministry? What was your journey to the place where you are right now? So I was at a kind of a secret-friendly church for a decade, realized that something was, was wrong with the connection between theology and life left, didn't know where I was going to go, found a podcast um, from the Well Church here in um, Boise, and the the pastor was Matt Marino, who was the planning pastor of the Well Church, and also he... Who was our associate for a while before he took a call in Florida. That's right. So within uh, three minutes, I knew this is where I needed to go because he was actually expositing the text. Imagine that, that he was explaining what the scripture says and he was doing it with passions. He was, he was in the book of Galatians. So I, I went to the church um, and I had been involved in, in ministry on, on, you know, kind of lower levels. I was leading small groups and, and so, and I loved the Bible. My dad was a pastor at another church and um, what Matt did was that he just took me under his wing and discipled me for, I mean, personal discipleship, discipleship in classes. He discipled me from from 2008 to 2016. So I am absolutely pro-seminary. I think, um, you know, if you feel like you're you're called into the ministry, seminary is, is you know, a wonderful way to go. There, there's still some really great seminaries, but that just wasn't my path. Um, by the time I, I realized that I, I wanted to be in the ministry, I already had a mortgage and three kids, and I just didn't know how that was possibly going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you were brought on staff at the well. Yeah. Yeah, in 2013. Um, well, I was brought on staff like one day a week. It kind of inched my way in, you know, because I was mm-hmm. a tile setter. And then by 2013, I was, I was more or less, you know, about 20 hours a week. By the time 2016 hit... Pastor Matt wanted to go back uh, to school, and then I took over the the preaching at the church. Mm-hmm. 
So, and they regret it ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure that is not the case. So this morning we're looking at um, ministry a little bit further. And over the years and off the air, Josh and I were talking that if you take our years of ministry, combine them and double them, our, double our combined ministry, we still don't reach the years that either Phil or Jonathan have been in ministry alone. So um, that should tell you about whose voice you should be listening to yes. and who you shouldn't be listening to <laughs> on these on these shows. But it's what might, is so- might be why I'm more silent. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things you don't want to say. <laughs> so over the years of ministry, what has surprised you the most in ministry, whether good or bad? Um, well, you know, I, I wasn't faced with a lot of surprises, partly because my dad was a pastor. Uh, and you know, you grew up in a pastor's home. You lit. You were a church kid from the beginning. You had. You knew. Uh, you knew a lot of the ins and outs of working in the church. Uh, you were there every time the uh, church building opened up. Um, if uh, you know, my dad was a church planner. So if um, you didn't go to the youth group, uh, you know, the youth group failed because you were the youth group <laughs> part of it. Um, so I, in some ways, I didn't have a uh, you know a lot of um, unrealized idealistic expectations. <clears throat> Although that doesn't mean that going into ministry you're not an idealist. That doesn't mean that you're not looking for um, you know to edify the church and build it up and strengthen it. And so I think that sometimes what is probably the thing that uh, you're most aware of is you can pour your life into somebody. Um, and it, you know, the equation doesn't work out necessarily. That the more time you spend with somebody, uh, the more uh, devoted they're going to be to the church and and you know faithful and loyal to to that. I mean, uh, they're like a lot of other people. You know, we're we tend to be religious tumbleweeds. You know, we will come to rest in a church until we get disturbed and move on. And it sometimes is surprising what disturbs people. Yeah. That's actually related, at least in part, to what I was thinking, that um, it surprised me how long it takes to build relational capital and how quickly it can be spent. Mm-hmm. Um, you, would, you would think that over years, there would, the, the amount that you've invested or poured into people would translate into a certain level of trust. Um, but I've found that when things are are personal for somebody, it's as if the uh, amount of relational capital or years of trust almost doesn't matter. And that surprised me. Um, like, oh, okay. When it becomes a little bit personal, then it's as if it's a compartmentalization that I, d- I didn't see coming. Yeah, I mean, that surprised me. I think what surprised me is how how different Christ-loving Christians can disagree. I mean, think about the COVID season this last, mm-hmm. you know, these last two years. Uh, what I've seen in our church is um, people who I know are committed to the Bible, love Jesus Christ, love evangelizing, love all those things, and huge fundamental disagreements on how to relate in that last season. And it was, 
it, it surprised me because then it led to pain of, of separation, like what you were saying. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I think, I think that's shocking how good Christians can disagree so fundamentally on, on certain issues. Well, I think the, you know, one of the things, it's not any different for <coughs> us than it was for uh, Paul. Uh, you know, you think about Corinthians. There, there were, um, you know, in Corinth, the church in Corinth was divided over a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Peter. You know, they, they chose their, their, they chose who they were going to follow. Obviously, it, you know, Paul, Peter, and Apollos, they probably, you know, fundamentally, they all agreed on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Personality-wise, they were different, and so yeah. they created followings. Yeah. So what has brought you guys the most joy in ministry? Ministry itself, uh, seeing people's lives changed. And, you know, this, <laughs> you know, just uh, just the other day, I got I got a, a text just this week, um, a young, young gal had um, made a profession of faith. Uh, she'd uh, come to visit family here. She'd spent, you know, it's over the last 11 months, she's uh, been in church. They've been doing Bible study at home. Um, she had had come declaring herself to be an atheist. Uh, God uh, marvelously worked in her life. And then the report back of what influenced her in that was the church, was the messages, was the constant being in the Word of God. And just seeing the changed life is probably the most exciting thing that you can uh, see in ministry and be a part of. I was, uh, we recently had a a brother um, pass away um, at the end of this last year. Uh, he had been hit by a car in 2010. He was crippled from 2010. Um, for, so for, you know, 11, 12 years. And um, I was meeting with him essentially every other week for the last two years. And he was on the highest level of pain medication that you could be on uh, that they would legally prescribe. And he was still in racking because it was a spinal injury. And um, he, in spite of his lot, he loved God, trusted in Christ, knew that, that God was working a plan. And I think seeing trust in Christ in the midst of difficult mm-hmm. situations has been one of the greatest joys because mm-hmm. that gives me that gives right. me confidence that gives me hope like if if this christian is suffering so much and is still holding on to Christ i know that i hopefully will also have that same courage yeah I, I think what jonathan said would be the same for me when you see people come to an understanding of the truths of god's word and and have it then um change them yeah. Um, conform them more to the image of Christ. And the joy of knowing that you get to be part of that process, that God graciously has allowed you to um, be an instrument to bring God's Word, that that we as ministers don't have an effect, um, but we get to be the ones that bring the Word that the Spirit comes alongside of that has an effect. And so, just the joy of being part of part of that process. Just, just, and and you can you can see different ones mature, and it's really amazing as you because you'll remember when you first met them. I mean, I I remember when Josh was coming out of the you know, the 
the church that he mentioned, you know, that uh, he had left after being in a de- there a decade. Watching mm-hmm. Josh grow before you my still have eyes, my email, right? I have the original. I have an email <laughs> when he was searching for that place to go to, um, and uh, and just watching the growth that's taking place in his life is is a thrilling part of ministry. But that happens. Um, Within our church, you know, you know, I I wanted to be a part of a church in which you know, you know, I I saw uh, children born into the church, but I also saw them follow the Lord in the in the church mm-hmm. and and uh, and mature, and you know, I wanted to be part of them, the marrying and the burying, uh, and so you in that in their lives in such a way, you know. You know, I've seen I've seen people go to the mission field. I've seen people uh, do uh, you know just become leaders in the church, children that grew up to be uh, deacons and servants of the church. Uh, you know, it's just a wonderful experience when you can witness it in the big picture. So then on the flip side, what's what's brought the most sadness? Division. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, when, you, when I entered into ministry, I I'd, somebody had given me a book called Lectures to My Students by Charles Spurgeon. Fainting and, fits, the fainting fits. One, yeah, right? yeah there, there's just some. You know, he has, he has a, he has this uh, quote in there. He's talking about the need for the decision of truth, and he talks about how different ones will come in. I'll just give you this description. Some individuals appear to be naturally cut out on the cross. They are manufactured to be rasp, and rasp they will. Sooner than not quarrel with you, they would raise a question upon the color of invisibility or the weight of a non-existent substance. They are up in arms with you, not because of the importance of the question and our discussion, but because of the far greater importance of their being always the Pope of the party. <laughs> you know, and just, just those kind of things were like prep, in one sense a prep, you know, a prep about disappointment. Yeah. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you tomorrow.